from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome to the Jack and Spike Show. The gay agenda comes to Washington State, and I won't stand for it. Oh, you're going to miss a wonderful parade. <laughs> Nobody parades like the gays. I know. And then there's also this initiative that's going to allow parents to access student records. It's going to... Some, in some ways it's a good thing. some ways it's a bad thing. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. And then Markovich is going to be stepping in a couple of you to talk about the ongoing attempt to remove pro- former President Donald Trump from the ballot here in Washington State. Not that it really matters because he's going to get the nomination anyway. I think everybody understands that. That seems pretty, pretty clear at this point. All right. So there's an Edmund senator who wants LGBTQ plus history taught in public schools. Marco, Greek. How do I navigate this, Spike? Let me uh, let me let me so turn this, off. This is how prepared O'Neill no, no, is. No, well, even... I, no, I got it. Here's what I'm looking at now. Do I want to subscribe? I know. I know. How does this always? You know, hey, Cairo, can I have access here's, to our? Here's the thing. He says his own name in the clip talking about Let's this. Play well, thank you, Laura. Laura. Hi, it's Marco Leas, Senator from Edmonds and co-chair of our LGBTQ caucus here in the legislature. Great news. We just passed my bill to require inclusive curriculum telling the stories of LGBTQ people and our intersectional identities in all of our public schools. We just sent it over from the Senate to the House. It's a huge first step towards making sure that all of our students feel seen and their perspectives heard uh, in our schools across the state. I'm thinking about the Rainbow Alliance at the middle school I met with just a couple weeks ago as we passed this and excited to think about who lives, who dies, who tells the story. We're going to make sure everyone's story is told uh, in our schools. So I think it's pretty wholesome. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty nice. The problem is, is that if we go throughout history and we look at prominent gay LGBTQ people, Mm -hmm. a lot of them have very difficult stories around their lives. A lot of them have very difficult relationships to talk about that are not child appropriate. That's very true. And so in a sense, in the same way that we whitewash the founding fathers of this country, Mm -hmm. you will see that happen with gay men and women throughout history. I guarantee it because you can't – this is the problem when you when you mandate LGBTQ plus curriculum. These are complicated people, right? This is an – think of – Absolutely true. I'll, I'll give people a kind of a – I'll decontextualize it for a second. Mahatma Gandhi, not gay, very complicated figure when it came to his philosophy, his personal life, his relationships with underage women. Okay. This is a very complicated person to try to fully understand as adults. When we teach – Gandhi to elementary school students, we effectively lie to them. The same thing with Nelson Mandela. It's the same thing with Martin Luther King. We don't offer kids a three-dimensional view of these people, and it's to their detriment because then by the time they get to college and they learn the truth about someone like Nelson Mandela, as an example, all of a sudden they go, ooh, man, why was I lied to? You understand what I'm saying? So if you take Harvey Milk as an example, a lot of people would say, well, Harvey Milk is the first openly gay elected official. Isn't that so amazing? A prominent figure. His history should be taught in schools. Are we going to talk about Harvey Milk's boyfriends? We're going to talk about how his main partner was 16 years old when he was 32. I mean, are we going to? You understand what I'm saying? No, I I totally do. You're you're spot on. But I think to the appropriate for each age student is going to be a factor as we bring this into into curriculum across the state because it's it's being it's got passed into law. Hasn't been signed by the governor yet. I I think you're totally right. You can talk about the the contributions of members of the LGBTQ plus community. And how their effects on our society moving forward and evolving and as a how whole. How they throw great parades, the great parades, some of the best. The floats are phenomenal. There, there's some. There's some language in this that, and I, I have, didn't have 
chance to read the bill yet and the link. Mm-hmm. And the story we're quoting from the Everett Herald doesn't uh, include a link to the actual legislative bill itself because they say in there that LGBTQ plus students should have a right to learn about history mm-hmm. of important LGBTQ plus contributors, right? Okay. I, LGBTQ plus students need to his, learn history. Everybody I, does. That's that, exactly. <laughs> no, that's good. that's what I, that's my only concern here is this isn't to service children of of different uh, gender identities or whatever it may be. Sure, it's for everybody. Like Laura said in the pre-show, you, you only need to teach indigenous history to indigenous students well, in indigenous schools. Everybody needs to learn an inclusive, encompassing, honest portrayal of our history. And to your point. Age appropriate, of course, but you you can't really talk about someone like Harvey Milk or someone like Candy Darling in an age appropriate way without lying to students. Do you know who Candy Darling is? I don't. She See, was, I was, wasn't taught in my schools. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, so Candy Darling was Andy Warhol's transgender muse. Okay. Uh, okay. She was he, she was uh, a very complicated and in some ways very kind of despicable person, and so you you can't talk about these people without. So, do you ever about the Jungian, the quote where he was like, a tree can't grow to heaven unless it's got roots that go down into hell? No, but that's deep. Right. No it, pun intended. Yeah, Jung that's... was a very deep guy. In order to fully encapsulate a human being, we have to show all sides of them. This is why most people, when you ask them about Thomas Jefferson and you say, do you know about the history of Thomas Jefferson? They'll say, of course, he wrote the Declaration of Independence. Okay. And then you go, yeah, but do you... Do you actually know about Thomas Jefferson? Well, that, that, Do you know about what he was doing with the ladies that it, he owned? Is it, the- is it, is it, let me ask something, because that's a, that's a great question. Yeah. Is it is it important? Is it essential to know about what Thomas Jefferson's contribution was to the founding fathers and the birth of this nation mm-hmm. at, without knowing about his faultful flaws and foibles and, and idiosyncrasies? So Spike and I are talking about Senate Bill 5462, which pa- passed uh, along mostly party lines. Um, it's basically it's making all 200-some-odd uh, uh, school districts in the, state of Washington. in the state of Washington teach LGBTQ plus curriculum. Yes, it is important to show people the th- Think about why so many leftists right now think Che Guevara is a good human being. Why do they think Fidel Castro was a good human being? Okay, okay. Because they're lied to. Right. Quite right, frankly. Right. Why do people think that Trotsky was a good human being or that Lenin or, or Stalin was a good human? Why do why do people look fondly at Victor Orban right now? I'll use a contemporary example. Okay. Because people are lied to. And what the tri- the difficult thing about history and understanding history is that it's quite frankly many aspects of it are just not age appropriate. No, no, so I, you have I, to make the decision. Right, right. Do you lie to children in order to protect them from the truth, which is a very dark road to go down because it's in their best interest to only highlight the good parts of somebody. Martin Luther King had a lot of really questionable relationships. He's a very complicated man. Yeah. I think it, it shows the depth and the complexity when we talk about him in an appropriate way, which is showcasing the aspects of him which most people might want to hide, right? I, and I think there comes a time in every kid's educational journey where that becomes an age-appropriate part of the lesson to bring into play. Right, but like in elementary thing, that's school, the that's the thing. Like with Harvey Milk, when do you tell when do you tell the kids that Harvey Milk had a 16-year-old boyfriend when he was in his mid 30s Probably in, in high school, in high school curriculum. But in elementary school, you see, it was it, San Francisco elected an openly gay man to be their mayor as part of the evolution of the inclusion of gay culture and, and people into our society. I, there's you don't have to tell there's them that. There's something weird about that, though. To me, there's something. I mean, I was in high school when the Ed Murray stuff happened here. 
right? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you can, you can tell little kids that Thomas Jefferson. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is that if you want to have LGBTQ plus curriculum, make it, it age appropriate. I, I'm saying that, you, but that's the thing though, is that you you want kids to know to have access to this information at whatever age, but then mm-hmm. at the same time, because it's so ugh, information. It's you either lie to them or you uh, you lie through omission. And I'm not sure if that's a healthy standard to give to children, being that at a certain point in time, they're going to think to themselves, why have I why have I been lied to for so long? That's an interesting. That's a, that's a risk you run. I'll give you that. Right. But and I think, you, but, yeah. And then you, what we're effectively teaching kids is that it's OK to only highlight the positive aspects of somebody, even though by today's standards, we would put them in prison. If by today's standards, Harvey Milk would be in prison. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 But for whatever reason, we we go, let's make a movie about him. And then Sean Penn will be in it and James Franco will be in it. And we'll just I co- believe it was rated R. So little kids couldn't <laughs> see it. Right. <laughs> right. We, we, the schools could at least right. have the same standards as the movie industry. All right. So uh, I what is this? Uh, 28 or 2081 is an initiative to allow parent access to student records. I, you know, the the idea behind this is that parents have a right to all information regarding their kids. From curriculum to the kids' performance records. Right. Yeah. My, I agree with people up until it's, it is healthy for students to have a place outside of their parents to share things with. Yes? Agreed. And, Agreed. And so if a kid is struggling with verbal abuse, psychological abuse, or physical abuse, mm-hmm. and he's or she is explaining that to their counselor... Mom and dad requesting those records could potentially put that child in further harm or danger. No, that's absolutely so a solid concern. Th- there's a lot of issues with this. Like, let us just say that a child is dealing with feelings of gender dysphoria or they're feeling right. dealing with right. feelings of, like, I don't know, homosexuality or whatever it is. And they don't know how to talk to mom and dad about it. But all mom and dad have to do is pull up beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. And now they have the student's records. That seems like it's a pretty uh, well, it, a minefield, if it were. Well, I didn't realize it was also inclusive of counseling interactions. It's all with, records. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you, it's not just curriculum. What I mean, because what, what I ran into was it's a... We have complete access to all the curriculum my kid will be taught, right? And all the the grades my kids gets, right? My kid's school record. I don't you realize it was. You already get grades. You already get grades. No, that's what I know. I know you do. You of course you have access to all that, but right. this lets you make sure parents can see what's being taught. You're actually giving parents the right to look into counseling records. That's my understanding of that. I'm happy to be corrected on it, but thankfully we have Matt Markovich in the studio. And I, and I know that we had skewed up a different topic, but are you are you familiar with this particular? I just walked in, so okay, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do some research, and, and I'll do, either... Wait, do you know about 2081 there, Markovich? Initiative 2081? Oh, that, that's the uh, the rec- records, right? Right. Uh, records. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know about it, but I'm not up to speed. Okay. So. Well, let's go to the Trump thing then, yeah. because there's been this effort for quite some time to get Trump removed from the ballot in Washington State. Now, we want to I- be cool, like Colorado and Maine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we want to yeah. make national news. Cool, yeah. cool As, like, sit at the liberal <laughs> yeah. states table. Right. All the coastal elites when they're... Yeah. When they're <laughs> toasting champagne together. So this, we talked to Kate about this a little bit yesterday. It's not really going anywhere. It seems like it's kind of DOA, but we also should probably take some blame because the woman who attempted to get uh, Trump removed from the ballot, she potentially heard about it on this show when we were talking about it with Matt Markovich. So. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Right. So can you break it down for us, what's going on with so, this? So you're talking about two things. So there, we're talking about HB 2150, when that's where uh, the legislature or the Secretary of State could remove anybody off a ballot in the state 
if they deem they're unqualified to run for that office or for that office. And obviously the debate is the third uh, paragraph of uh, Amendment 14, 14th Amendment about insurrection. So um, that right now, when we talk about DOA, that could be DOA. Yeah. I mean, it's a very political hot topic. It's a proposed by a Democrat, you, but you have Democrats in control. And would they want to risk some of their political capital on a bill like this, which obviously – in the immediate intention is to remove Donald Trump off the ballot. So, but yesterday we had the judge and you were talking about yesterday. I talked with a woman, um, uh, a Frankie, Akita, uh, and yesterday after the verdict and asked her what she was going to be doing next. And she is actually relying her, her group that she led was actually relying on HB 2150 to pass because they're going to try another attempt at removing Trump from the November general election ballot. I take it she's not a fan of former President Donald Trump. No, no, okay. no. You know, she heard it on the on a, supposedly on a radio show. Ah, and, and, you know, and then, I take it she's a fan of law enforcement. Ah. That's how I take it, but that's just me. <laughs> so she marched down there that day and wrote up an affidavit by herself without an attorney and then submitted it to Kitsap County Court, which she should have gone down to Thurston County because that's where the uh, state capital is yeah, located. This is where you came in. Yeah, that's right. Any any citizen had the right. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Which is a good thing to know. Yeah, any citizen had the right to do that, and there was a time frame. And yesterday was the fifth day since uh, I won't go through the whole thing. But the judge had to make a decision yesterday. She had to make a decision, and she based her decision off this affidavit that she wrote up without an attorney. And she admits, I needed an attorney after I talked with her mm-hmm. yesterday. She goes, Yeah, next time we're going to have an attorney. And I'm going to have more beef to this affidavit, um, which the judge threw out because basically it said that the secretary of state followed the law and put Trump's name on the November ballot. All the I's were dotted. All the T's were crossed. Everything was fine. Uh, but now she's going to go again with this group out of Kitsap. She's a Port Orchard school teacher. Um, they're going to try again in November. And this time they have every right to do that because sure. they're assuming that Trump will win the Washington primary which we all expect. Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, and so then his name will be placed on the general election ballot. So there's that window again where a citizen can challenge, even though Donald Trump won the primary, a citizen can challenge once that little window opens up and she plans to do that. This seems like a fairly Sisyphean task. You know, what I mean? it seems like fairly... Sisyphus? Is that the reference you're making? Yes. yes. Like you're just... What was that word? Sisyphean. Sisyphean. I need to look that one up. So. Well, that's what you get when you have a big old wrinkly brain. It's ba- you know what? <laughs> Roll, <laughs> rolling the ball up the hill. She's oh. rolling the ball up forever. the hill forever yeah. and ever. Got to get this oh man off this ballot. She's yeah. going to be doing that for the next 11 months. And if they don't get him off by the general election, they'll get him off by inauguration. <laughs> they'll just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Keep trying. It just seems like a big waste of time. I'm sure that, you know, I all more power to her. She's using the legal mechanisms yeah, to do it yeah, if you want to do it. Yeah. What I do it? No. But, I, again, you know, a lot. some people have free time mm-hmm. and some people don't. I like to waste my time <laughs> making uh, teriyaki chicken and playing Overwatch. So some people try to get Donald Trump removed off and the who ballot. Who gets more done in a day? This, this guy. guy. This guy. Yeah. This guy right here. So, um, you know, she did not make it a civics lesson. I asked her if she was going to make it a civics lesson for her school. She goes, nope, I had to do this independently of my schoolwork. Well, that, that's um, I, I like that take on it, though, because you don't want our teachers having their political points of view 
going to in curriculum. That's when kids become indoctrinated rather than educated. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not for that. So believe it or not, Trump the other day, uh, actually yesterday, he said that it would be chaos in bedlam if the justices do not reverse uh, Colorado's top court, which disqualified the former president because of his actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fear is that if you take Trump off the ballot in any of these states, there are people in those states who want to vote for the guy. Yeah, they do. And then there's a smaller percentage of those people who are going to get violent. Let's just be honest and realistic about it. Yeah, right? I think that's safe to say. Because they feel as if their country is being taken away from them. And mm-hmm. then the same way that the BLM kids are running around saying things have got to change and throwing bricks through windows, you're going right. to see the same thing. Yeah. I I think for the I, – and I, I hate that I'm defending the man – I think that he is right when he says there's going to be chaos in Bedlam. I don't think it's a threat. I, I think it's an assessment. I wish that we could submit one sentence to the U.S. Supreme Court. And that one sentence I would submit is, please tell me if if you're accused of insurrection, just accused, mm-hmm. that's all it means in the 14th Amendment. Right. Yeah. Just answer that one question. Well, that, answer that. Well, that's, that's a very good, It Markovich. is, but I think you that. have to be an originalist or you have to be an interpreter of the Supreme Court, of the Constitution. That's the thing. Is it a living document? Is it... As it's written, and yeah, as these are the high court. That's, that's, that's why the they get sentence. big robes and lifetime yeah. appointments. I think yeah. we need to get Yule Brenner back, and he need, oh. from from uh, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. No, it is written. So, so it is. So it is written. Yeah. So it is oh, done. From, from, yeah. from a Ten Commandments. Moses. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Moses. I'm thinking. So because when that man said so. So it is written, so it is done. That was the law of the land, land. right? Yeah. I just think we need that. Well, I mean, uh, uh, the Secretary of State, uh, Hobbs, just announced... It is written. It should be done. He said, "Print the ballots." He just <laughs> no, okay. no, literally he sent out a release. Of them. We're going to we're going to print the ballots. We'll take a really quick break. When we get back, terminally online. Everyone's hating on Taylor Swift for all the wrong reasons. I'm not necessarily sure why all of a sudden Taylor Swift went from just kind of being a generic white woman to all of a sudden being the Antichrist, Satan, wow. Satan incarnate, according to so many people out there who are blaming Taylor Swift for everything that's wrong with the GOP. We'll talk about it when we get back right after this. The internet can be a dark and often dangerous place. Only one man has the courage to go where no sensible person would go. Jack Stein is terminally online. Terminally online and also terminally recovering from COVID-19 because I can't feel my face. So... The far right has now... Fa- Why are you laughing at me, Spike? I, 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 I had no idea you were pushing through such a, a blockage. You can't feel your face? I, that's just a joke. Oh, okay. Uh, or is it? So, <laughs> the far right or the conservative right has found a new nemesis out there. They found something else to go at. Much like how Anita Bryant pointed to the problems of the United States being the homosexual. Much like how... Uh, I don't know. Anybody else pointed to somebody else as the problem with the United States. Jesse Waters, Charlie Kirk, Jack Posobiec, beacons of conservatism in the United States, despise Taylor Swift. Can't stand it because she's a motivated, politically oriented young woman, dare I say Satanist, who is attempting to use whimsy and lust to lure people over to progressive ideologies and i for one won't stand for it mr o'neill to see a generic white woman who writes pop music 
take women away from conservative traditional values. I won't stand for it, Mr. O'Neill. You're laughing. Did, did, this is no, not I'm, funny. It's I'm, very I'm, serious. I'm laughing at Jesse Waters of Fox <laughs> News. Yeah, you want to play the, the clip? The new O'Reilly, I guess, is who he, you know, is yeah. that he's the heir apparent to... Carlson. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, this is what Jesse Waters had to say about... Uh, uh, Have you ever Taylor wondered Swift. why or how she blew up like this? Well, around four years ago, the Pentagon Psychological Operations Unit floated turning Taylor Swift into an asset during a NATO meeting. What yep. kind of asset? A PSYOP for combating online misinformation. She posted the link to the vote.org. It's like hundreds of thousands of young Taylor Swift fans all of a sudden registered to vote. I wonder who got to her from the White House or from wherever. So Taylor Swift, if we just analyze her as a figure, as both a political figure and a media figure, she's very media savvy. Mm -hmm. She's very social media savvy. She's very kind of aggressive in her ideologies when it comes to being pro-LGBTQ+ being pro-choice, yeah. so on and so yeah. forth. Yeah. Yeah. She's very, very, very progressive. Mm -hmm. In a sense, you could say that she's very Trumpian with her approach to the way that she talks about the things in politics oh, that she cares about. Okay. What I find really interesting is that the same qualities that Donald Trump possesses as being very savvy with social media, mm -hmm. being very charismatic. Inspirational beyond inspirational belief. Inspirational beyond belief. Yeah. Taylor Swift holds those same characteristics. Another figure that I find really interesting in this same kind of equation is let's look, look, everybody's always critical of Donald Trump. Oh, he tweets so much, right? Oh, he's always on social media. Oh, he's always t talking to people. He's always insulting people over social media. You know who does the same thing? Oh. AOC. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, almost one for one. These are very Trumpian-like qualities, being very aggressive, very media savvy, very tuned into social media, yeah. understanding yeah, yeah, yeah. trends. Direct yep. to audience. Direct to audience. Yeah. And Jesse Waters, for some reason, has to pull a note from four years ago in which they were speculating about COVID misinformation and hiring. Like, this is not a psyop. Like, that. this is a little right, extreme right. here. Like, was it a psyop when Michael Jordan went around and said, hey, don't smoke crack? Right. Is that a psyop or is that like, was that just a PSA? It's just, it's just him using the platform for something he believed that's in. That's just what I'm saying, I, I hear right? You. Like, is Jesse just, is he jealous of Taylor Swift's ability it's to move? It's coded misogyny. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we can understand. She's a billionaire. She's very, very wealthy. Her family did a very good job of orchestrating her business deals. She sued Scooter Braun. Mm -hmm. She got all of her whatever back. It's let's it, but this is all kind of coded misogyny. I don't think it's coded. I think it's just misogyny. It could, could be just, just call it misogyny. misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> because the issue is that when you have strong self-made women, did you know that one of the first self-made millionaires in the United States, a black woman? No. She made skincare products. Really? She made, I think her name was like CJ Milligan, something like that. She made an unbelievable amount of money. The media attention that she got was unbelievably negative because she was a black woman. Okay. This has been this is, that was 100 and some odd years ago. It's the same thing right now. When you have strong, independent women who make a lot of money, look at what look at the grief that Oprah gets, right? Look at the True. grief that any yeah. successful woman gets. I don't care if it's uh, look at Carrie Lake, right? Yeah. That is a yeah, successful yeah. woman, and people try to tear her down on a regular basis. Well, that's because she's she's detached a, yeah, from reality. You know, and no, lies. she's a muppet and she lies. I understand, <laughs> yeah, but this is what muppet. we do to women who are successful: is we try to destroy them. I don't know why, but this is what happens over and over and over again. Here's Charlie Kirk, by the way talking to Jack Posobiec about how uh, uh, this basically just a screed of misogyny from TPUSA over there. Here's what it sounded like. 
And I feel as if she's being forced upon our culture, like it's this Taylor Swift yes. co colonizing yes. effort. She's ugly. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Is, does Taylor Swift have any eggs left? Whoa, I don't think she's ugly. I don't know if she had it to start with. No, you the, mean like bitter, bitter, angry women. And that, that's like, Taylor Swift. Like she's librarian, like, I am told, like yeah. your worst really teacher quickly. you had. I am, I am told that Charlie Kirk is a beacon of conservative values. I am told that Charlie Kirk is someone who I should aspire to be like. I am told that Charlie Kirk quote-unquote rules by people who send me emails whenever I talk about Charlie Kirk. I just heard a 30-something-year-old man who has bad knees, by the way. Have you seen his ads for... No. Yeah, he's got bad knees. So he wear those copper-infused sleeveys on his knees or no, something No, he's, like he's hawking the, uh, that one supplement that they hawk oh, over at the Salem Radio Network. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Natural resveratrol. We squeeze grape juice into copper tubing. <laughs> Probably so you'll never hurt he's, again. He's my age. He's got bad knees. And he is mocking and maligning a woman and asking, does she have any eggs left? That is maybe, maybe the most atrocious thing that I have heard out of someone who's a quote-unquote conservative. I happen to think that he's actually a fascist, but that's besides the point. This is more so about T-Swift. Why do we hate women? Can somebody please tell me why we hate successful women? Why, what, what is this war against women that I see? across the board it what could, do you want from us <laughs> <laughs> all right look at what, what we do you do. want us to look, do look at, look at the look have you seen these crazy right-wing campaigns against single moms it's your fault you got divorced what is going on with people who hate women i don't understand it like can we just can we just some people are successful some people are talented let's just leave them alone look at simone biles she makes a decision to not engage in the Olympics because she's worried about her own health and hurting herself or other people. And what did people say? Look at how selfish she is. Look at how awful she is. Blah, da, da. It, it, this is, we hate women who achieve. I don't know why we do it. And Jesse Waters and Charlie Kirk, quite frankly, should be embarrassed. But. Well, do you, do you think it's just, they should, of course. Is it straight up misogyny? Or if she was a Trump supporter, none of this would be being said. None of this would be about her being forced down America's throats because she's rallying voters for progressive cause and she's powerful in doing so. They're jealous that Kid Rock can't motivate the base unless he's got a gun in his hand shooting beer cans. Right. If if Taylor Swift was wearing, walking around a MAGA hat shooting Bud Lights, Jesse Waters would be wearing a Taylor Swift shirt right now. No one would question whether or not she's coming up with her own political opinion right. or writing her own her own exactly. Instagram exactly. caption. Right. Exactly. It's so sil siloed into their political British Yeah, bubbles. it's just so sad. Alright, hey, King County is, uh, King County Library ranks third in the world for digital checkouts, but I kind of want to talk a little bit more about Speed dating. <laughs> okay. Speed friending. Is that what well, they It was doing? speed friending they were talking about, yeah. It, whether or not that's a disaster waiting to happen. We'll talk about it when we get back right after this. The King County Library ranks third in the world for digital checkouts, which is fun. But if we learned anything from the movie The Page Master, we know that... If you go to the library, you're going to want to check out books that will suck you into a cartoon dimension where you have to do battle with horrible creatures so that you might, you know, live a more fulfilling life and fully understand the nuances and complexity of literature, right? Yeah. It's a reading Rainbow. Christopher Lloyd, Macaulay Culkin. What year was that? Was that 96, Laura? Look that up for me. That's, That's the year long? I was born. Is that, <laughs> that long ago? I think it's got, The Page Master's got to be 96. Yeah, yeah, wow. What wow. a sad, forgotten movie, The Page. 94. Oh, my God. Wow, that is such an old, that movie is a forgotten classic. I don't know why people don't talk about The Page Master more. That, that movie is three books. Got to check them out. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. 
I'm more con- I'm more concerned about the speed friend friending thing that's going on that I hear that the library is going to do for twenty to thirty year olds speed friending. Well, uh, should I go, Andrew? <laughs> should I go? I don't have any friends. You're new to town. I'm yeah. new to town. It might be yeah, perfect like for you. Idea. Yeah. Can I pass as being thirty? Uh, maybe, but you mm. should definitely go and report back how it went. Okay, but it's only for twenty to thirty year olds. Oh, do they card you? I'm, if I get carded, I look like I'm 50 years old, Andrew. Well, I did heroin for 10 years. Put on a wig and borrow my ID. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you shave, you <laughs> Try shaving. Beard, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I, if I shave the beard, I'll look even older. I'll look, it'll, it'll be Could even, you dye the beard? I could just for men, but just for men and is, if I put just for men on my beard, it's just going to be like, I'm tired, boss. Like, please no. What's you your, know what okay, mean? what would your strategy be at a speed friending event? It would silently judging. Is that okay. wrong? That is might that... not work. That okay, might be what a bad Where's my eh buzzer? Right. Because this is my the way that I the way that I want to make frenzies with people. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the way that I don't know how I'm really bad at making frenzies with people because when people ask me about my life, I'm so transparent about it. Yeah. I'm not an oversharer, but because I'm so transparent about it, people get turned off really fast. You know what I mean? That's that's it's good. a bit much. You you don't want people you have to hide who you are from. You don't want, that's not who's going to make a good friend well, to you, okay, right? it's kind of like if, let's just imagine that I'm John Wayne Bobbitt, right? Mm-hmm. And I go and I meet somebody and they're like, oh, what's your name? I say, my name's John Bobbitt. And they go, oh, you mean like John Wayne Bobbitt, that guy whose girlfriend did the thing, the thing? And then he goes, oh, that's me. Hey, right, hey, you hey, heard of me. Right, exactly. All of a sudden that person knows pretty much everything about you, right? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like why Casey Anthony can't make any new friends. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's really rough. Because you're pretty yeah. much everybody knows right. everything about right. you, being right? A, being an open book, no pun intended, right. is sometimes detrimental <laughs> to making new friends. So, what's your strategy for making friends? You know, speed friending is. I mean, you're. This is indicative of this generation's inability to have any social skills whatsoever. Right now, yeah, this gener- they can't even meet people in a regular any circumstance. You got to go speed friend people. You're being so mean. There's there's so few opportunities for us to meet people anymore. Are, th- are maybe I'm. We're all right. online. Maybe, less- We're all on our phones. Well, that's by choice, right? Is it? That's a great question. Is it? Man, she's good. I think it is, Laura, because you decide, You told us just yesterday that the reason you don't want to go to restaurants with a waiter is so you don't have to talk to anybody because it's more convenient <laughs> for you. You did say that. You did I, say that. I said that I didn't want to have to uh, spend more time in the restaurant than necessary or interact right, with people. Right, chatting with people, getting to know people, sure. making okay, friends. But I didn't say that I wouldn't go to the restaurant with friends or share a table with strangers. The okay. thing about setting. making friends, though, is that we've kind of we've kind of reduced what a friend is to kind of a mild acquaintance, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden now they're my BFF. If they barely know anything about me, suddenly they know everything about me. Ooh, what, I, think what, I think what we... we like real friends are kind of like just an example like my buddy dr z if i end up in prison or if i get arrested who's my first phone call dr z dr z i'm calling dr z because he can afford my bail or whatever oh Uh, (laughs) friends with with bail money i'm I'm saying that like friends are the people that you talk about your hopes and your dreams and your worries and your inconsistencies and they are impartial to those right they are there Mm -hmm. to support you in the pursuit of those things, whatever your heart's desire might be. And then also sometimes to call you on something and to say, hey, I don't think that you're thinking about this in the right way. That's what a friend would do. That, but yeah. most of us, is our friends are people that we go when we kind of data dump with. 
where it's my job, yeah. my girlfriend, yeah. and you just kind you of use that we friendship. just commiserate yeah. in our misery as opposed to using each other for being having momentum and being dynamic. It's the same thing that happens with boyfriends and girlfriends, girlfriends and girlfriends, boyfriends and boyfriends. You stop working with somebody and they become like your emotional teddy bear where you're just my job, yeah. my apartment, I'm sick, my knees, whatever it is, right? <laughs> okay. I love meeting guys in parks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks right. for that, Andrew. Oh my God. So fr- fr- I think fr- <laughs> wonderful. One of my fr- worst dating stories it was exactly that, actually. <laughs> fr- friendship should be kindled with people of like interests or like experience, right? Them that you speak, the kids in your neighborhood, right? right? Similar parenting, yeah, yeah, yeah. similar socioeconomic, yada, yada. Or, you know, you, you all go to summer camp together. You have it's. So what do you find things you like to do that are done in groups of people and do more of it? Be all your hobbies, yoga, by the way, are solo yeah, hobbies. Yoga is a silent activity. That's what that's what friend. I'm saying. You got to have stuff that's more communal. All have right. You, have you tried ultimate frisbee? So the March for Life rally against abortion. Go there. You'll make friends. Oh, I could always go there. I make lots of friends over there. And also, an Idaho Republican wants to remove some really bad exemptions from abortion laws. We probably might want to leave those in, friend. And then on top of all of that. That uh, that Holocaust education bill, we never got to that. We haven't gotten to that. But I do want to talk about it because it's interesting to see who's pushing back against that and why and why they are wrong, like totally 100% wrong. We'll talk about it when we get back right after this.